0: Me too.
1: With the funny random rambling, talking about all sorts of things that make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping. Come get your laugh on, yeah, it's a concept. You know he's rocking, rocking, got the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with. You got to tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends. Be right behind. In your crib, in your whip, at your job, he got new shows every Sunday.
0: Rambling, Here we go. What up, everybody? It's your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob Podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you all so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, go ahead and give that person a crisp high five. But if you want to be socially cautious and you don't want to touch nobody, hand skin meat together uh right now because I got Omicron, Perseus Prime and shit going on with COVID and all this other crap, you can pick up your social media app of choice and send that person a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find The Random Rambles with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter, at 3R Show, Instagram at The3RShow, and an update on that, hopefully within the next couple of days, my copyright I mean, not copyright. My trademark will be 100% complete and I will officially own the copyright to 3 All Show. So whoever got 3 All Show, rum in them pockets, give me my shit. <laughs> and uh, for anywhere else I forgot to mention, social media wise, you can find it all on randomrob.com. To also as which you will find many different ways to help support the show, to include merchandise and all that other cool shit. And the sponsor... Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Go to HooksRub.com and you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code RANDOM. Now, we got all the legal bits and everything out of the way. Here to my virtual right, uh, on screen, Shoot, left. On, this one, this one. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Right the time. <laughs> this shit is ridiculous because I, I don't even know if I'm even That's saying right, it right. right yeah, but he's right, over right. there. I'm right here. in <clears> Virtual <throat> space and everything. Uh I'm going to call him a young man, because that's what I do with everybody on here. I, I want them to be flattered and uh, comfortable here in this space. A young man that I got to uh, meet and get to know just a little bit through the professional wrestling scene. Yes, and everything. yes. Uh, seen him on New Texas Pro, seen him on uh, heavy metal wrestling, uh, freaking and wherever else down here in Texas and, and abroad. This man is out there doing the work. And he is also a former active duty service member.
1: Joining right, me on
0: this edition of the Round Rounds with Rob podcast is my man, T-Ray. How are you, sir? Hello,
1: doing good, doing good, doing good. Finally done with the um, this, uh, active duty stuff. No more uh, government contracts for me. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm free. Um, free, free. Yes. Um, going to give me a nice little retirement party set up sometime in the spring. And um, it's it's going to be a great day. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, I've said it many a times on my show. I mean, I'm former active duty as well. And what kind of led me into that is, you know, my family is military heavy. My father, my brothers, all those other things. What kind of led you down the path of being a service member?
1: Uh, my father and my sister um, were both uh, in. And um, my dad kind of, uh, he kind of manipulated me to join because <laughs> he owned, he owned a, um, an auto shop after he got out the military. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like working on cars all day like he does. It was his hobby. Like, he'll be on the car from sun up to sundown just working on the cars. And um, I like to do things like go bowling, have fun with my friends. And um, so he was like, look, you're not going to spend the summer um, taking a gap year or doing whatever. You are going to join now, or you're going to come work with me at the shop? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Let me go talk to the recruiter right quick. <laughs> Um. Yeah, because I grew up around it, so I didn't have that big old. Oh no! What's going to happen to me in the military? Oh no! The drill sergeants going to yell at me? I was like, I've already been around it my whole life, so yeah. Um, it was just pretty much. Uh, All right, I'm doing this now, type of thing. Okay. And then twenty one years later, so.
0: <laughs> mm. Twenty one whole years. Yes. So I mean, you just recently concluded your um, military service not too long ago, or whatever. Yes. But you have. Seven years, roughly, experience in professional wrestling, right? Uh,
1: six right now, six.
0: six yes. So you have some overlap there. So mm-hmm. how was that, yes. uh, doing professional wrestling and being an active duty service member? Uh,
1: the first three years was a little iffy. Um, there were times I had a booking set up that I had to cancel either the week before the week of. And that's kind of the big um, like thing to not do in wrestling, to cancel your bookings. Yeah. Um, all the promoters were understanding and did bring me back eventually. And then probably the last two years, I just quit caring. And then I just, <laughs> like, I just went to my bookings. I was like, we're not doing nothing here in the weekends anyway. Um, yeah. y'all, If you all write me up, you all write me up. If Y'all don't, y'all don't, I don't care anymore. Um, cause it was just one weekend out the month. So they weren't really missing me. And, um, yeah, well, I just went from there the
0: nerves for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it helped my uh, my platoon sergeant. He was a big wrestling fan. So that was a big help. He just told me to uh, contact them when I got to the show, make sure I made it there safely when I was heading back. So I just kept them updated. So he helped out a lot. So
0: I was stationed in Fort Leonard. Yeah. I was stationed in Fort Leonard, Wood, Missouri for a little while. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And I, I kind of fell into with um, an independent wrestling company out there. So I was an instructor for transportation. So what I would do on the weekends, because, you know, the promoter, you know, old mom and pops and everything ran that ran the show and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the barracks on the weekends and I would get the the trainees and be like, hey, uh, who going somewhere this weekend? Y'all want to go see a wrestling show. And then I pile them all up in the van and I make them go do a working party at the wrestling show.
1: (laughs) Yep. Hey, got to make it work. Make it happen. That's what we do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean. Twenty-one years. I mean, what, was it hard for you? I mean, where, where, when when because I know for me personally, I can only speak for myself. But there was a point in time to where, like, I don't even give a fuck about retire. I'm just ready to get be done with this shit. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, I, I only had two duty stations like that. It was uh, Fort Bragg and Fort Bliss. Uh, those are my only two where I was like, man, I can't do this because we're up at three thirty-four in the morning. Um, then we have to go do the. Barracks inspections, get up and do a pre-PT meeting, go to PT, do a meeting after PT, try to get shower and change, get a little bit of breakfast, a bite or something, go back, have an 8 30 meeting before nine o'clock work call. <laughs> get in the work call for like this is like six hours of stuff before at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> so but then I had um good duty stations like up in Belgium and um like up in Belgium, I, I had a um am about to three, say
0: something super uh, real quick. Yeah. But you went to Belgium. How was the waffles?
1: Oh, amazing. You got, you got <laughs> to get the waffles from the motherland. Yeah, you <laughs> got to get them from where they originated. And the fries. Yeah. Nothing in the world is like it Um, when you get the waffles and fries from Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a good three-on, five-off uh, shift schedule when I was working up there. So I got to play um, semi-pro football. Um, gotcha. Dabbled in MMA while I was up there. And, yeah, it was – Cake, it was a cakewalk like this like okay this is what they mean you can travel the world and enjoy things but it was only three years of the 21 so <laughs> yeah you, you, you gotta take the good with the bad
0: yeah this is true this is true so i mean obviously you you retired and everything mm-hmm. now you want you, you didn't out of that door or whatever i mean what was what was it like i know it was a big relief and everything, I mean, but what was that that day when they, you know, they gave you your certificate or, or they gave you, you you did your ceremony or whatnot? What oh no, 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 like
1: oh no, 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 no. There was no ceremony. Um, no, it was a no. I showed up, turned my stuff in, signed out, and drove off base. Um, they want to have a big formation and like do a congratulations. Man, my I, heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was um, I had already clocked out uh two years earlier. Like when I when I was dead set knowing that I wanted to do wrestling um like i already shifted all my priorities and focus to um getting myself set up to succeed in wrestling um so by that time like the year prior like right before the quarantine stuff started i had already turned in my um all my equipment um i told him don't give me any more soldiers i'll help with the soldiers in processing and out processing but uh, i didn't want a squad um (laughs) And it was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know I had that power. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, I came to work, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, it worked somehow. So, <laughs> But yeah, um, that huge relief was off my back. That was like one less stressor, um, to deal with, um, cause during the week, um, getting prepped for shows and getting ready for wrestling matches, um, and also dealing with military stuff when they need their, uh, things for paperwork and um, training and stuff we got to do for them. Like it was like a huge stress relief was off my shoulders. So I can visibly tell my matches were a little bit uh, better last year because that was my first year um wrestling without having to deal with military. Like mm. I'm in there having fun. Um, I'm enjoying myself. I'm being creative. Um, I don't have that that dad scowl on my face, just frustrated all the time.
0: Yeah, and I can um, only imagine as well is like. I mean, at the time, the military is your primary career and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you're going out doing extracurricular things. I know the yeah. the thing in the back of your mind is, damn, what if I get hurt while I'm doing this wrestling shit? What am I going to go mm-hmm. back and tell them, you know?
1: <laughs> was, uh, same thing like while before I was wrestling. Oh, yeah, I got hurt in the gym. Yeah. yeah I was uh, <laughs>
0: working
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're in the gym all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Go to sick call. Quick, get yourself taken care of. <laughs> get wrapped up get some knee braces and ankle braces i'm all good
0: so. mm-hmm. word word so uh, uh, for you i mean your, your career started about six years ago and everything so mm-hmm. with the world as is and what now we just you know we went into um lockdown around 2019 2020 and all those other things or whatever around 2018 2019 was kind of picking up for you correct oh yeah yeah as far as getting out on um, the road and whatnot
1: um, things started picking up with um, Inspire and um, Heavy Metal. Um, I was really trying to just work everywhere. Um, I just wanted to be that reliable guy. Hey, bring me in. Um, I'll do my part, boost up the show. Um, I was just trying to get those reps um, going. Um, a lot of guys work only a few times a month. I was trying to get um, two, three bookings like every weekend because um, I started in my mid thirties. So in my head, I'm playing catch up to guys that are in their mid and early twenties. Mm-hmm. And so 2018, 2019, like I was all over the place, uh, between Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, had to show up in Utah, uh, went up to Tennessee and tried to get booked out in Georgia. Um, it was one of those deals where I drove out, helped us set up and everything and, uh, tried to get something going, but they didn't bring me back. But, mm-hmm. um, all that work did pay off eventually to 2020 and 2021 being like my biggest year so far. Mm-hmm. And in my head, like that was just another step for me to build off on for this year and then for next year.
0: Word. So, so I mean, as far as professional wrestling goes and everything, uh where did you go to train at?
1: A training, I started at um America's Academy of Professional Wrestling in Austin, APW. A- a- uh, trains trained La Isla. I have the um I have the moniker of being his last graduate before he retired. Word. Um so um some of the other students are a little salty about that. So <laughs> <laughs> um but they um they they mess with me and I mess with them about it. I was like, yeah, so you know, I'm George's favorite, I'm the last one. There'll be nobody after me. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: <laughs> I get that cuz I'm the baby in my family. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, I uh, trained there for 13 months and um part of the process um of what you're supposed to do in wrestling, um after you complete your training, like you're still supposed to go back and train, like you just don't yeah. stop training. Um so you still go back to school, you help out the newer guys. Um mm-hmm. like when I started up, a lot of the graduates that went through, they came back and helped out um guys like Houston Carson he came from apw he started his own school um went out and, and uh helped him out for a day at his school um this is a part of the process you, you complete your training then you go back and you retouch back on your basics then you help out the other guys that are coming up get them motivated and that helps keep your spark going as far as um wrestling so you don't get burnt out mm. and then you don't become complacent thinking you know it all because nobody like knows it all in this business um so that's why i never get the guys that like they'll like go to a school they'll graduate and like they don't ever train again i'm like why like <laughs> that, like that's where you get your ideas from that's where you yeah. can throw stuff at the wall see if this move works see if this sequence works see if you can do this see if you can do that um if you have an injury you can go back and say well i used to do this but now i gotta do this and um mm-hmm. so went there for 13 months um off and on throughout the month's train. And then um, Roddy Mac opened up Dog Pound in 2020. Uh, so I trained with Roddy Mac for about three four months. Um, him and Jazz beat the hell out of me for that time span. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Jazz is an incredibly strong woman, for those that don't, that don't know. Like, I, she I, is I a powerful it. woman. Um, so got that under my belt. And um, yeah, so I'm just here now um trying to just build and build off of that um until my body says hey we ain't doing this no more you need to find something else to do so
0: mm-hmm. so like i don't know how, how how i was thinking about it in my mind but how to say this shit. <laughs> but um as far as professional wrestling goes i mean obviously you know you get in it because you like it you enjoy it mm-hmm. to a certain extent i mean do you have any Goals that are yet to be met yet in professional wrestling.
1: Uh, so the weird thing about me, um, I set my goals incredibly low. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was only originally supposed to do three matches and quit. Um, okay, I APW. Um, but then I don't know. Things started like things started just naturally coming to me, and I was like, um, it wasn't difficult picking up things and.
0: Yeah, because you're so, so big, you yeah. go to the gym all the time.
1: <laughs> well, even we uh, in ring stuff and trying to get the crowd going and just mm-hmm. all the backstage stuff and like everything that started coming natural and like how to do matches with uh super heavy weights doing matches with the cruiserweights and doing matches with the luchadors and doing matches with the brawlers or submission wrestlers, like all that started coming that natural to me, how to put on uh good matches with uh, different types of people. Um so goal wise like, after I did those three matches, I was like, I got something going here. Like, I can do this. Um, like, I could really, like, get this going. Um, So after that, the short-term goals was like, all right, I need to get to all the top companies in Texas. I need to get the Aspire. I need to get to roll, uh, Gulf Coast. I need to get the VIP. Um, and then Heavy Metal and um, New Texas Started. So I was like, all right, I got to get with them. Um, so that spiraled out to working all the top companies in Texas. Then after that, the goals was to main event at all those companies. Um, And then branch off from that, try to get some out-of-state experience um, between uh, Louisiana, I haven't made up to Oklahoma yet, Um, Mississippi out of Florida, Tennessee, um, lucked out, got to Utah. Um, Yeah, so start getting out-of-state experience so I get that national exposure coming in. And right now for this year, The goals are trying to get up to Chicago, up in the Midwest, um, try to get an international booking either in Europe or Mexico and um, branch off from there. So each year my short-term goals are set up because they tell us don't don't put it in your head. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make it to WWE. I'm going to make it to AEW. I'm going to make it to New Japan because year after year, like you see guys like – uh kevin steen kevin owens he didn't make it's like he was 15 years in mm-hmm. um aj styles didn't get to that level until he was like almost 18 years in and stuff but he was already had impact and stuff doing great things yeah um so each year you just got to keep building keep growing keep learning keep networking um making the drives um shaking hands with the right people and the most important thing is keeping your nose clean and staying out of trouble and the stupid drama that goes on
0: yeah And then I can um, kind of speak from my aspect of it because, you know, I know Kiefer over there at New Texas Mm -hmm. Pro. I'm always at all the shows trying to help out and do whatever I can to help him out. So (laughs) to what you were saying, however, you know, shaking hands and being cordial and introducing yourself and stuff is like, I'm a nobody. You know, I'm just there Mm -hmm. to help out Kiefer or whatever or some shit. And I'm just. There, you know, looming in the background, and wrestlers would go out of their way to come shake my hand and say hi to me. Shit, really? like I'm somebody important. So. You, you
1: you got the Twitter boost, man. Um, you follow me on Twitter and things like took off last year.
0: You're right. I'm not
1: even gonna lie about that. I was like, my Twitter was so dry uh before <laughs> last uh before uh last year. And then um you started following me. And you shared, you just shared like small clips and small pictures, and then boom, 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 like each day, um, it just built, 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 built. I was like, wow, I'm finally got some steam going on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah, that's what that's what you provide for us so far. And I I'm appreciative of it. Like I I really appreciate you.
0: Yeah. Man, thank you, because damn First of all, you're throwing yourself around for my entertainment, so I <laughs> you get all the praise for me for that, yeah. you know. So, but I mean, shit, just I mean, those not to not to just be like I'm trying to help out Kiefer and everybody involved or whatever, but it's, for a man of your stature. To do some of the shit that I've seen you do in person, mm-hmm. it just freaking amazes me, and it's like, why wouldn't somebody share this? Because this is fucking oh. insane. I seen you, mm-hmm. damn near three hundred pound man, <laughs> run from one side of a ring to another side yeah. of the ring, and do a fucking backflip out of the ring onto people. Oh yeah,
1: mama! Just my <laughs> beautiful uh my freeze ray flop. Uh, that's a that's a tribute to my uh, my high school track days. Um, I did the high jump. And uh, right. did the pole vault, um, and they put me on the, the 1600 meters. I hated it, um, but they put me on that too. So that's a little tribute to that. Um, the and um, it's just something you don't expect guys like me to do. I don't pull it no. out every show,
0: Mm-mm.
1: um, so only the big matches, and um, but yeah, just, um oh my god this guy can do that he's not just doing the clotheslines and shoulder tackles like no no i can fly when i
0: need to Mm -hmm. Uh, because i can tell you um i got to see the uh well first of all before i even get into that you need to tell me and uh most of the people that are listening as well where on the map because i tried to look it up you know i did google search (laughs) where the hell is uh wishing motherfucker wood texas (laughs)
1: it's a small sub community off in uh, Central Texas. Um, You got to know people that know people that know people to get you the directions there. Um, It's off one of those exits that doesn't have a full exit number. It's it's like exit 174 and a half.
0: OK, I got you. It's like going to hard work. Hard work. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) And so once you um, get in that area, then you're gonna get picked up by a helicopter to bring to the actual place. So
0: oh, okay, okay, you gotta put a bag over your mm-hmm. head and everything. Else yeah.
1: So, um, <laughs> but the, it's building. Um, uh, the business district district is up. Um, we got a hospital coming in. Um,
0: <laughs> you gonna need uh, that. All them yeah. all them. <laughs> the
1: housing. Um, housing is great. Um, so yeah, we don't do HOAs. Uh, we handle things by by throwing hands,
0: oh, and uh, um, so
1: we, we have to deal with all of that. So. And there's no police force. That's the, that's the other better thing. We
0: police ourselves. Word, word. So, I yeah. mean, especially if you're throwing hands. I mean, that's yeah. the <laughs> to police yourself. Yeah.
1: Back to hey, the wait. old days, you know. Have a fight. Go have a drink about it in the bar. Become best mm-hmm. friends. The way it's supposed be, to
0: be. Be like, your dog shit in my yard. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. He's going to stop. All right. Let's have a drink about it. Now we good.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, I got to see what what the first one was. A wish a motherfucker would match. Yes. And then I um, had I'm, the the follow-up what, what I call commentary for that shit. So I, yes. I forgot the name of it already. It was uh, the last the motherfucker standing. Last... Yes. Yeah. So uh... yeah, those those series of matches and everything with uh Mr. Bedlam is what I call him because I gotta put some respect on yes. that man's name.
1: John Bedlam.
0: So I mean, what what was that experience like for you? Because for me watching it was like mm. this shit is ridiculous but at the same time right. it was like this is some fun shit so i mean how was that from your perspective of it? so
1: the initial wish the motherfucker wish street fight match it kind of started off as a joke uh we was trying to spin our wheels on what to do for the show and the crazy thing about new texas is if you're not like bringing it every show like you're just like phased out of the roster kind of like everybody in the roster has to bring it so you got to bring something to the table um so in my head, I'm like, crap, uh, BK's the champ, BK's having these badass matches, uh, Q is a beast, uh, Fly Def is there doing their thing, um, Gino's coming in, Gino's one of the best wrestlers and probably the best wrestler in the state. Um, all right, so you got to think, like, so, all right, so what can I do uh, myself just to stand out from all these guys coming in? And then I was talking, I was like, well, we can do a street fight, but then, like, there's, like, so many different street fights, um, everybody's doing them. Or a variation of, and I was like, "Well, I've already established I'm from this city of which motherfucker with Texas. Why wouldn't you do a Wish motherfucker with Street Fight, like the Texas Death Match, or um, something like that? Just put my own little stamp on it, and um, that just opened up this whole world of like possibilities and creativity. Like there was so much stuff that we could have done in the match that we didn't um." like as far as going outside the building and just bringing other random crazy stuff. Cause it didn't really need to be yeah. death match level. Um, I like sprinkling in a little comedy Um. here and there in my matches. Just yeah, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give too uh, <laughs> much of it away Cause I want people to sort it yeah. and look for it.
1: Yeah. The match, it took a, it took a hard lift. It went right and got back on track and took another hard lift. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got to sprinkle in a little comedy. Like if you watch some of the, like the um the Christmas street fights and the holly Halloween street fights like on Smackdown, like they got the pumpkins they got the gifts and the trees and all the like the barbed wire wrap trees and stuff like all the random stuff sprinkled in just to add to the match and um so doing that um it kind of like let the fans come into my environment to um see what like goes on in my head to yeah. um present out to them, and it was real special and Bethlehem, he brought it. That's a tough dude. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we beat the snot out of each other. And yeah. I'm, I'm still feeling of the sting of that ladder. And, um, <laughs> and then the best way to just put the icing on it, have the um, last motherfucker standing match to the last man. Um, there's been hundreds and hundreds of last man standing matches. But just adding in that, that, that little, that flare of the last motherfucker standing like mm-hmm. that's like a even bigger grander title just to make it more special
0: mm-hmm. and then, then your ring announcer sold it too so yes put a lot of gravitas on that i yes. Was like yes i am pleased
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was my baby um like if i could re- if i retired this year like i could be happy just off of that just off those two matches um just to say i added this to the business of professional wrestling because you rarely get to reinvent the wheel
0: Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I mean, you say that or whatever, and that was kind of the stipulation of the match. I mean, mm-hmm. if you would have lost, you would have had to hang it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was the other uh, good word for it, that uh, my career was on the line for it as well. Um, So the, it's rarely – I think Ric Flair was the last one where every match he had, his career was on the line.
0: Yeah. So you didn't know each match. Yeah. Leading up to so, WrestleMania 24. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so rarely you get to see a career match with a guy whose career is on the line – does win the match so that added even more um more drama more involvement for the match where the fans be like oh my god what the hell's about to happen mm-hmm. like this dude can't retire yet he's just getting high like what the heck is going on
0: so. yeah and then i was like you know because i i don't know all the things or whatever but i mm-hmm. i got lucky to pull to pull commentary for that show so mm-hmm. as things were being announced from the announcer that's when I knew about it, other than, you know, but, I knew yeah. the card, but I didn't know, like, what the fuck was going on. I was just like, all right, these people are next. What the hell are they doing? So I hear this and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, he did just, you know, propose to somebody. So, you know, Ugh. and to speak about that. I mean, that was another surprise that you kind of shared mm. with us as well to where, you know, first of all. Y- y- you proposed to this young lady. Yes, a baby, beautiful young woman. To I thought that was like because she's short, so I was like, yes. minute, "Who is this kid in the ring?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, she's she's five one, and um, we uh, we get random stares when we're out in public.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, I understand because I, I, yeah. my ex-wife, it was a four foot eight, so mm-hmm. <laughs> she was four foot eight, and then yeah. like we would fuck with people because she's she was four foot eight and she was older than me. Mm-hmm. So I would put on my hip like how you carry a kid. I was like, yeah, <laughs> my wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tiny, but they're mean. So, uh, oh. yeah, uh, I proposed to her. She didn't know what was going on. That's mm-hmm. another story right there. Because mm-hmm. she fought tooth and nails to get on the road. Because she hates the uh, drives that take more than an hour to get to a show. Yeah. And so Houston's three hours from us. And she fought tooth and nail. She didn't want to get out of bed. She put on some... um the first outfit she put on, she just threw up, threw together some random like pajama pants and some old, like some old, an uh, old, not even a girly t-shirt, just some old random t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, you want to put on something a little bit, you know, not dressy, but just casual. Like you want to yeah. be seen in public. And she's like, ah, oh, yes. And like, Um, the road trip
0: there
1: I had the ring in my, um, my bag the whole time I'm like, she just doesn't know and like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning by this time we haven't got to the car yet and the whole waiter, are we there yet? Are we like, can we stop? Oh my god, can we turn around? I probably should have stayed home Um, then we get to the show When does the show start? Can I just wait at the hotel? And I was like, no, you don't want to wait at the hotel Please, you don't. Just watch the show Like um, I t- like I tried to tell her that Roxy was gonna be there. Like, she's a big Roxy fan. Oh, word. Um, I was like, yeah, Roxy's gonna be there. She's gonna have this great match. Um, Fly Death will be there. Um, they they're they're my brothers. Um, was like, yeah, just just enjoy the show. Like, 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 um, we was in Austin or something. And she just fought. in intermission, she texts me like, "When's your match?" And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, that was a monster monster's ball match. So. During that proposal, um, I was incredibly sore and a lot of pain. Um, just got done with the monsters ball match. And then I had told her, um, I'm going to film a training uh, promo. Um, so just, we're just going to go through the basic headlock and run to the ropes uh, because she's done two months of training when she went to APW, um, a few years Mm -hmm. ago. So she kind of has a gist of what to do in the ring. Um, so we yeah, did it.
0: Say that, then she, she looked like she had some awareness. <laughs> yeah. <to everything. laughs>
1: yeah. She knows how to do the lockup, the headlocks. And um, so then I threw it to the ropes, boom, to the big shoulder tackle, stayed on my knee, and she just froze. Like, and then she, it, I think in her head, she finally realized all the crap she put me through throughout the day about not wanting <laughs> to be there, like registered. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's happy. Um, she was all giddy and loving and um and then she's been mean to me every ever since so (laughs) (laughs) So, i proposed and she got meaner
0: yeah so yeah because she's like i got this motherfucking now (laughs) (laughs) i wish the motherfucker would try me now (laughs) but as far as uh the life of your professional Mm -hmm. wrestling career has she been with you the whole time
1: yeah she's been my biggest supporter um there's times where, like, I actually thought about, man, this is my last month. Like, I'm hurt. I don't feel like driving. The car is falling apart. Um, uh, money's not coming like it needs to do. And she's like, nope, get out there. Um, this is what you want to do. This is what you're here for. This is your purpose. Um, she keeps reminding me this is my purpose. Um, in the days that I don't feel like going to the gym, she's like, nope, you got to get up, get, get, get there. And some days I'm in the gym at like two, three o'clock at night. Um, just because I finally got out there, because she's pushed me out there, just to just stay on top. Because, um, like all wrestlers go through their um yeah. their off and on fat phase, and like there's a few pictures of me like I'm extra bloated, extra chubby. Um, and then some days I'm just ripped and jacked to the gills, and then she she keeps me consistent as far as um working out and that I'm not overeating and sticking to um my diet and just keep. Keep my creativity going as far as putting on the the best matches on the card.
0: Word, word. So, I mean, I mean, that's what we all need to everything. Mm. I, I talked to my wife today because I mean, I think I've been podcasting as long as you've been professional wrestling. Yeah. So, it's, all right, it's, yeah, all right. We we in sync as far as a <laughs> length of time and whatnot. And I was telling her today, it was mm. like, man. After these two interviews, I just like, I don't even know what I want to do after mm. this. And she's like, nah, <laughs> you, along similar to what your old lady was saying. Mm. Just like, yeah, yeah now nah, nah, you, you got some goals, you got some, you know, yeah. just keep up with it and stuff. And sometimes, you know, you just need that, you
1: mm. know? <laughs> yep, true. And, and I'm
0: like, now nah, go make me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get in the fight. Yeah,
1: and then um, I had to pay my HOA fees. Hey, there's room available. We got plenty of room and couches to spare.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got some names here. All right. I'm a, I'm Sam it. and I just need your, uh, your thoughts and opinions on these people. All right. Brian Keith.
1: Uh, right now, undisputed king of Texas right now. He put Texas on his back and he ran with it. Word. Um, we've had. Good lord, we've only been in a ring against each other, but it's only been multi-man matches. We haven't had that one-on-one. Yeah. We've done a triple threat match way back when Heavy Metal's first started running their Thunder shows. Um, and then the Monsters Ball match where um. Remedy just ran through all of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So
1: it was pretty much an us versus remedy match. Um good lord. I rarely get thrown around in matches. And um yeah, that was that one, that one was that was the one. Uh, but BK, uh we're gonna we're we we will most likely cross paths this year and finally um give the fans that that moment they were looking for in that match because there was dueling BK T-Ray matches when we finally had our stare down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, We're going to build off of that. And right now, he's like, he's the man in Texas right now. Like, nobody's touching him as far as in ring presentation, charisma, matches, and being the guy that everybody wants to face.
0: Mm-hmm. Mysterious Q. Q is,
1: is hard to put a label on it because you look at Q and he's like, why isn't this guy like on pay-per-view right now for one of the top companies. Um, Q's been putting in a lot of work and distinguishing himself as one of like the best hybrid wrestlers as the guys doing stuff. Like I can fly, but Q flies and we're the same size. Q's mm-hmm. doing more um, acrobatic stuff to me, more springboard stuff. Um, and. He held it down as the new Texas champion for 600 days, 600 plus days. And he's just another one of those guys that everybody wants to get in the ring with just to not prove themselves, but to show that. Man, I'm doing this match with Q. I can hang with you, um, but this guy, he really should be at. The fact that he's not at that next level is baffling to me mm-hmm. and. He is just a straight beast in the ring. Um, guy, he can go with anybody, and he's just he's a very special, like, once in a lifetime da- uh, talent. Word
0: Aaron Mercer,
1: Mercer, my um, my, my, my brother. Oh, gosh. Um, have me say Mercer's hot garbage. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, We give each other crap a lot. Um, Mercer is a straight, depending on which Mercer shows up, he can be that happy-go-lucky, I'm going to hurt you guy, or you get the death match, I'm going to kill you, Mercer. Um, Right now, he's that bridge between um, standard pro wrestling and death match wrestling right now because any weekend – he'll do um friday match um have a good 10 15 20 minute banger match then the next day he's going through glass and going through barbed wire and going through all this crazy stuff
0: yes <laughs> um,
1: so uh mercer is a a loving type of crazy dude that um is very special um getting in the ring with he, he brings it like there is nothing Flashy, there's nothing catchphrasey, there's nothing like Mercer is just in there to hurt people, get paid, and go home.
0: Word, yeah, so I, I follow him on uh Twitter or whatever, and it's just sometimes you just be like, I don't know where, but like, I feel like bleeding this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, okay, that's awkward, but okay, yes, right. all right, Gino Medina. Uh, Gino is the
1: smoothest. Um, wrestler that um, like you can ever see. Everything is like second nature to him in that ring. And he's just like Q. Um, he's up at MLW um, right now. But you're like wondering like sometimes I look at my, uh, my peers. I'm like what am I not doing that these guys are doing that they should be like signed right now and they're not. And I'm like what more do I have to do because I look at Gino's like is one of the like you remember when uh Lil Wayne was dropping mixtapes like all yeah. year? Um, I think back in 2006, yeah. seven. Um, I don't think any wrestler right now is out working Gino. Like this guy, when they, they say he lives and breathes wrestling, like it's not a cliche, this guy lives and breathes wrestling all day. Um,
0: that if he trained, enough.
1: yeah. If you okay. train with him you're gonna elevate uh, do a match with him you're gonna elevate he makes you better um, being on the card with him knowing that your match is either after his or before his um, makes you step up and he's just one of the smoothest like wrestlers like that makes it look so easy and he's just out there having killer matches and like I've never seen him tired like he'll do 20 25 minute match at these intense paces and he's like just having a casual conversation in the back. Like, it was mm-hmm. nothing. Like, um, it's just crazy how good he is in the ring. Like, I can't praise Gino enough. And like, he's one of those guys that I can message at any time of the day for advice, for ideas. And he's like always there for you as well.
0: Yeah. Another testament to Gino's uh, in-ring capability, his smarts and his work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to a show one time. He was limping. And I was like, hey, man, what's, what's up? What's wrong? He's like, man, I hurt my knee real bad, yada, 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 mm. you know? And I was like, just the way he was talking about it and, you know, just his posture and everything, I was like, I don't think he's going to have a match tonight. You know, he's just here to show support. Mm. And then, you know, I'm sitting in the crowd, you know, waiting for the next match or whatever. Then I hear his music come on. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. This <laughs> man just said his knee was jacked yeah. up. And here he is in the ladder match. Mm. I'm like, okay. Yep. But, I mean, just with that or whatever, I mean – He worked smart that match to where Mm. it wouldn't exploit the injury and all that kind of stuff so i mean that's just a testament to him and his ring awareness and smarts and shit Mm. and my last name for you you just had we just talked about him not too long ago but johnny bedlam
1: john bedlam uh i think he's gonna be the next guy to take off um and put texas on his back um there's just this unique um, aura about him where he can bring it on the microphone. He can bring it in the ring. You put him in a ring with anybody and it's going to be a must see match. Um, and the guy would do pretty much anything, um, as far as match types and doing what it takes to get to that next level. And right now I think he's where I was at before, before I started doing the, um, the Wish Your Motherfucker would. Um, I want say Gimmick, um, um, Evolution, he's right there just figuring out what he needs to do to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, he's similar to me. He started with Booker and went out to San Antonio, started training with um, Rodney, the training at Heavy Metal, and he's just throwing against the wall, seeing what's going to stick. And I feel any company just give that man a microphone yes give him the microphone and just let him go and he's going to be that next talent that's going to um elevate Texas wrestling even further
0: mm-hmm. and it's crazy that you say that cuz i mean that's how i found out about him not because mm-hmm. of his in ring uh capability it's just because i heard him cut a promo mm-hmm. and i was like damn i need to, i need yeah. to, i need more yeah.
1: <laughs> yes yeah just give him a microphone and it's weird and bad for other guys um like well what do i say against that like what do you want me to say yeah i'm gonna beat you up John. yeah yeah <laughs> it's because this wild crazy Apple. yeah <laughs> <laughs> because these wild crazy promos i'm like what am i supposed to say against that oh mm-hmm. um, yeah any company this guy works for it, just give that man a microphone um it's a weird thing on the indies um guys can get a lot of mic time but like we need that to bring the fans to the matches more. Um, I rarely get to talk um and cut in promos. I think WrestleRave, Rave, um Heavy Metal and Um Heart of Texas, I think they're mainly only places that like allow me time to talk on the microphone. Um, like we need that time to um connect with the fans. Yeah. Like even if it's a it's a hit or miss thing, like we still need that experience of talking in the ring to a live crowd instead of just doing the cell phone promos um off in random areas or just doing Mm -hmm. backstage promos like we need that time in a ring to talk to feel out the crowd to know when to get them going to just get that in-ring experience just talking on the the microphone and you don't get that a lot on the indie so when you do get it like you have to knock it out the park, and like johnny just does that every single
0: time Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think from a professional wrestler standpoint or whatever, I mean, if you, you go to do all these different independent shows mm. and everything, you, you're you new to a crowd sometime mm. and they don't know how to really perceive you right off the way. Yeah. And you you kind of have this this idea in your head where you want to manipulate the crowd. So a promo yeah. could do that for you. So if yes. you do a heel, you come mm. in there, you heal them up on the mic, you know, you already got the emotions mm. where you want them to have, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I see the importance of that. But before we go, I have one final question or uh, uh, observation of mine that I have to ask you since we, you're your African-American right. brother. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shout out the Black to Black History Month. Yes. Happy, yes, happy Black History Month. Um, so you're an independent wrestler. You've seen all mm-hmm. manner of uh, independent wrestling and you know wrestling that you probably watch at your leisure. The question that I have for you is the flatliner. Is it a black wrestler's move?
1: Um, it seems to be the go-to. I've never done one. Um, <laughs> you should though. So, so we um, can
0: further <laughs> feed the stereotype.
1: <laughs> I, I try to go in the opposite um, direction of the 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 wave. Um, I've seen a lot of guys do it. Um, I don't know why it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we all got to come up with our version of the flatliner. Um, yes, especially uh, when our first kind of started, like everybody had their own. Um. Booker T-inspired move they were doing, either the axe kick or, the, um, kick. <laughs> or, um, I've done a variation of the spin-a-rooney. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first, um, uh, tore my knee, I couldn't do kip-ups anymore. So I was like, hey, I'm on my back, might as well just do a spin-a-rooney and, um, pop-up like that. Um, just add something different to, like, the fans are used to seeing kip-ups and it's just something different. um, yeah, everybody's either doing a Booker T-inspired move or a flatliner. I was like, uh, like, I look across the, um, like look across the board of what everybody's doing. I was like, why are there so many, like other black wrestlers doing a flatliner? Like, is this a thing? I don't know. It's just one of those things.
0: Hey, I mean, like, like I said, man, I, I have nothing against a black wrestler doing a flatliner. I've just been for for the past couple of months, almost maybe well over a year or whatever. I've been mm-hmm. putting this together, and I'm just like, this is our move now. I, I,
1: mm.
0: I, you yeah. know, we need, to pay, we need to pay homage and we need yeah. to put so you need to put it in your repertoire somewhere that's mm. all i'm saying <laughs> um
1: if i do it i gotta do my own spin on it um like yeah, yeah. How i do the uh like i do the f5 i do my own version of the f5
0: mm-hmm. um so when you speaking of that or whatever because I, I know you got your own twist and flair to the f5 and everything mm. like you were saying but like it, it kind of reminds me of like how Bobby Lashley puts his own twist on the spear yeah. and
1: everything. How you kind yeah. of go
0: spin out with it and everything.
1: Yeah, you got to do flip with it. Um, I do the F5, do that nice little back hand spring out of it to land on my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just adds that extra little that little season into it that uh, we're known for. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hooks, but... roll the spices, everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, if I do a flatliner, um, yeah, I got to think of a way to make it unique to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, and I gotta be there to record it. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly.
1: So um I don't know, I might have a surprise for you. The next uh New Texas show I'm booked at. Um they're giving me a month off for this show so they can do their um their intergender show. Yeah, yeah. Um I needed some I need a little break because those last two matches were a little bit of a doozy that I'm still recovering oh, from.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so I think uh, Mania weekend is gonna be my next time in New Texas. So I'll see what I
0: can um I can pull out my bag of tricks. Oh, I'll be there. I mean, see, not, now that you've said it, you've got to record it for uh, prosperity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will be there WrestleMania weekend Ooh. to see this.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll make it happen. Just just for you.
0: So. Word. But uh, we're going to go ahead and put a pin in it there, homeboy. All right. Let yeah, everybody gotcha. know where they can find you on social media.
1: Social media. Facebook is uh, T. Ray Watford. Uh, IG T Ray 82 and on Twitter, the Ray of Light with l-i-t-e at the end. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's the three platforms I'm at that I'm comfortable with because I can't bring, I can't do the TikToks and Snapchat. Oh, <laughs> <yet>. um, <laughs> I hate being on my phone throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are three places you can find me. And, um, I'll be up at Wrestle Rave this weekend facing Gary J. Um, I got a Dimitri Alexandrov coming off for Heart of Texas title defense and then premier wrestling next month and then get ready for that big mania weekend
0: uh, oh, yeah. where I'm going to
1: show up and show out and um, do what I do best in front of a large crowd.
0: Word, word, word. And man, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to go for that weekend. I'm not even because I've been to before the pandemic should happen. I, I've been to every WrestleMania except for thirty three since uh 31 so all right. but now like the way that product has changed for that company is just like i don't even want to go to wrestlemania for wrestlemania i just want to go there for all the independent yeah. surrounding shows that's going yeah, on that
1: yeah um i think you just gotta find your part of the show that you enjoy um realistically the way i look at it uh wrestling at that level hasn't changed much um it's just we grow as fans and so now the younger fans like my kids they're they love watching everything on wwe and like okay i can see that because when i was watching my dad hated wrestling like he <laughs> ruined it so much like why are you watching this oh look at this guy that's oh, terrible how did yeah. you watch this that's fake fake blood look at him that, that's how my you dad. throw punches yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I can see this um, next generation, how they're doing things, but you just got to find that um, that element that you can um, stick with, just like on the indies. Um, uh, like, if you go to a New Texas show, um, you're not going to like every single thing there. You should, but um, but we, your must-see thing would be that um, person that you want to see. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find that element that, um, that you want to um, gravitate to.
0: Word, word.
1: But oh, yeah, I was gonna say, I, was, I just thought about saying like, three hours is a long time to watch TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, that was, I just thought about that. I was like, yeah, maybe that's the deal. Like, three hours is a long time,
0: yeah. And then it's just yeah. like, a, it's not wrestling, it's just a bunch of other yeah. tertiary, shit though, mm-hmm. To where, like, I, when I watch wrestling, I want to watch the wrestling, yeah, <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh, you've been a guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, yes, and the door is always open for you to come back to promote yeah, nickname, it, anything it. or just to shoot the. shit
1: Hey, that's what I'm good at. uh, That's what I'm best at right now. I'm retired. That's all I do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this hour flew by, man. I loved it. Uh, Good time with you, man. All right. Thank you. Hello. This is Hoppy. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B Rob turned me on to this stuff, and I tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients, sourced from Texas garden farmers and markets, and it's some good shit. I tell you what, try the smoke and sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the Mad Cow, which is a nice peppery slap in the face. <laughs> One taste, and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices.